House Call with Dr. Mac, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. It's coming to the end of Memorial Day 2015, and I know a lot of you made sure that you got your dose of vitamin D because you were out and about either at the beach or there were a lot of you that participated in various runs over across the United States, either 5K or 10K races. And there were those that made sure that their fellowship with family and friends was extra special and complete with that just right barbecue. With all of that, we should all just pause, take a step back, and really think and understand what Memorial Day is all about. It's a time for us to remember the sacrifices that our fellow Americans made. It's a time for us to remember that freedom isn't free. There are some that have been touched a little closer to home than others because they're military families and their mothers, their fathers, their brothers, their sisters, their grandmothers, their grandfathers, their uncles, their aunts, their cousins have actually gone and served in a branch of Uncle Sam's army. And we need to remember that it's not just one person going to serve, but it's a family that goes to serve. I'd like to take a moment just to pause and pay homage to our patriarch of our family, Mr. Harold Anderson Jr. He was a serviceman in Uncle Sam's Navy in World War II. So whenever you see a service person, be it in the airport, in your travels, or be it just doing your daily errands, take a moment stop and say thank you. And coming around the corner, finishing up, like I said, Memorial Day weekend, talking about all those great barbecues. It is so fitting that we sit out in the community with Mrs. Donna Green Goodman. Mrs. Donna Green Goodman is a nutrition specialist. And a lot of you have asked us to start connecting the dot of nutrition of what goes in our mouths and how it affects our health. Mrs. Goodman has a phenomenal testimony. And it's because of her test and what she's come through that she has such a wide reaching effect to help others and understanding the link between nutrition and our health. Now, you may have read part of her story in Essence Magazine, seen her recipes in Message Magazine, read her devotionals in the Women of Color Devotional Bible, or have a copy of her book, Something to Shout About. 
But like I said, it's because of her testimony coupled with her degree in home economics with an emphasis in nutrition that she received from Oakwood University, along with the Masters of Public Health and Health Education and Promotion from the Loma Linda University School of Public Health, that Mrs. Goodman has been able to help people either prevent or reverse chronic illnesses by helping them understand the link between lifestyle and what they put in their mouths and how it affects their health. She and her husband Edward of 30 years had the privilege of operating Lifestyle Principles Inc., a lifestyle for better health center in Decatur, Georgia, where they taught this very principle of nutrition, lifestyle choices, and how it affects chronic illness. We had an exciting time sitting down in the in the community and having this conversation. There's so much information that she gave us. So, I don't know how you listen to house call. I don't know if it's when you're doing your exercises on your treadmill, on your mini stepper, if it's when you're outside running, or if it's while you're doing your chores or running your errands in your car. Listen to house call the first time with Donna Green Goodman. But I would suggest that you take a pen and a paper and go and have a seat the second time around because she's going to give us some awesome tips. And that tip of the day was absolutely phenomenal. So let's sit down. Let's have this conversation. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mac, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. This wonderful spring morning, I have the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with Mrs. Donna Green Goodman. She is a nutrition expert, and I am just so... I'm so privileged to sit down with her because this is an actual full circle moment for me. And I want to welcome you to the show, Donna. Welcome to House Call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be with you. Um, I wanted you to come and sit down with our community because I started getting some requests for us to talk about nutrition and what we put in our mouths. Um, And I just thought of nobody else came to my mind but you. And I know that we have a relationship. Um, I remember you coming over to the Rickwood house and baking bread and, you know, cooking in the kitchen. I think I remember my first memory of actually burning myself because I was not, I was not obedient (laughs) around you and mommy and, um, I think it was Chris and Elfrida. There was a, I just have this memory of people in the kitchen and cooking and good times and laughter. And so I see now that you have taken that passion and you've actually helped other people. And what I want us to do is kind of go through a journey um, and take us through your story. 
I know that um, you you are you have a background in nutrition and dietetics and home economics. Can you start us from that journey? What actually got you interested there, and then we'll take a journey through your story. Okay, I um my parents um, went to college with your parents around mm-hmm. the same time, and um, they were married students and needed to support themselves. So in the summertime. They would visit the cities up north and and sell magazines that could impact people's lives um, in order to earn tuition. And I would go with my parents. And I was out on the street in the inner city with my dad, and I was terrified and crying. And my mother said, okay, she's not the one for that. I'm going to bring her home with me. Hmm. And my mom was the one who um, cooked the food for the students. Mm-hmm. And so I got involved cooking with her and just absolutely loved it. I absolutely wow. loved it. And as I um, got into high school and college, I was drawn to what is now called family consumer science, which was home economics back then. Okay. And I liked the cooking and the sewing and the home decorating, but... I, I had the privilege of taking a biochemistry class, nutritional biochemistry class, my senior year at Oakland University with Dr. Ephraim Glebu, and I got to see the impact of what we eat on our bodies from a chemical perspective. Mm. And it, it, I, I wasn't really interested in, in doing a, a degree in dietetics and becoming a registered dietitian, but I think what my gift lay was teaching people how to make the changes that they needed to make in order to recover their health or prevent disease. And when, when you can talk to a person about when they eat an apple or strawberry, and it's not just the fiber that's really good for them, but so many other amazing things that are in the food as it goes through chemical processes in the body, to me then that makes sense. Instead of just saying you need to eat an apple a day and keep the doctor away or eat strawberries because they're healthy for you, but here's why you really need to eat that food. And that's what propelled me into um, doing health education, nutrition health education. And I ended up with a degree in home ec, with a minor in nutrition, and then I did a master's in public health education. Wow, that is interesting. I actually took biochemistry from the same professor at Oakwood University. Yes, and he is amazing. Um, Just being able to teach you how, like you said, how the body works on a a microchemical level is amazing. Now, what I hung out with a lot of pre-med students, dated a guy who, who is now a physician, and they were always talking about the chemistry and biology, and I wasn't necessarily interested in that piece of it, but when Dr. Grable connected it to nutrition, it was like the light came on. Yes, yes, absolutely, wow. So, now let's walk and meander a little bit through your journey. I know that you are a breast cancer survivor. Can you tell us a little bit about that story, um, how you were diagnosed, and how nutrition actually helped to save your life? Um, I had a history of polycystic breast disease that had a lump removed with no problem. And then several years later, a lump came back. It acted the same way as the polycystic breast disease did. It was actually a fibroadenoma. 
Mm. Um, in 96, went to the doctor for just a regular checkup, and he'd been watching the lump I had been as well. And this visit, he decided that I needed to get a mammogram. Got the mammogram, went on vacation, then I got a call that I needed to come back for another mammogram. They did the second one, I went on another vacation, and when I came back the second time, got a second mammogram, went on vacation, came back, and this time they said that I really needed to come and see somebody else. So I went to another physician, and they said that it looked unusual, and I could either go and see uh, a surgeon or watch it for a little while, and we decided to see a, a surgeon. This was probably, it started in May, by July 4th. Um, it was determined that I indeed had breast cancer. Um, it was invasive, aggressive, metastatic. Six of 17 months were positive. Mm. And my um, prognosis was extremely poor. They recommended chemotherapy, stem cell transplant, more chemotherapy, radiation, and tamoxifen. Wow. Um, as a health educator, I was very interested in my lifestyle choices as related to overcoming it and, and one of the other things that helped in my decision to include my diet part of things and they said that they did not. So I decided to um, visit a facility that approached health um, from a lifestyle perspective and 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 then do radiation and change my diet and lifestyle. And mm. while I speak about diet a lot um, that's probably one of the biggest changes. I also changed my work habits and got more sleep and my exercise patterns and my relationship with God strengthened tremendously. But what I discovered back in 96, and Essence Magazine actually heard about it, contacted me to write an article about it, was the fact that so many of the foods that I, I, I already ate and, and taught other people to eat, I taught it from the perspective of how much fiber was in it, that vitamin C was in it, that iron, all of the, the um, nutrients and minerals and vitamins and things of that nature. But there was another whole category of things called phytochemicals that I was unaware of and perhaps um, could have talked to Dr. Grayson about mm-hmm. it because biochemically they are, they're definitely present and they have, in many cases, as strong or stronger impact on the body as many of the medications that are prescribed and many of the medications that are prescribed are based on some of these ingredients. Yes. So things like um, red foods, mm-hmm. um, watermelon, tomatoes, strawberries, all um, um, were indicated as amazing in helping to prevent and or reverse things like breast cancer, prostate cancer. Wow. Um, garlic and onions um, were, were available to help shrink tumors. Um, broccoli and things in the in the cabbage family, cabbage collars, um, cauliflower, those sorts of things. But especially broccoli had something that's called sulforaphane. And what happens biochemically when you eat this food, the color that is in the food is digested into your system and it releases these phytochemicals and they literally go into your body and turn on things that are good for you and turn off things that are bad for you. Yes, yes. And I'm thinking, well, how come nobody's talking about this? <laughs> because this is something that everybody can do. And so that's when I really started um, um, embracing it myself. This was probably July, August of 1996. 
And in January of 97, I got results from my physician, and she was concerned, and she said that things weren't going as well as she thought they should. And um, I decided, well, I'm going to keep doing this. And then three months later, I went back for another visit, and this time I was impressed to ask to see my record. And what I discovered was that the first visit, where she said nothing had improved, I had actually improved significantly, and in the last three months, I had improved even more. And I asked her, you know, what did that mean? Because I got the same results that they were expecting to get if they had um, given me the, the stem cell and the chemotherapy. Hmm. And all the numbers that they were monitoring improved tremendously. And I was confirmed that I was definitely on the right track. Wow. Um, making choices and changes as it related to the breast So you are talking about what I'm starting to read in some of our literature is the emerging field of nutrigenomics. And and so this is how we can have food impact and actually repair DNA. It can go into cells on a cellular level and take care of what needs to happen so that we can be optimal. Absolutely. And, And the beauty of it is there are also other studies, and I'm sure as a physician you will probably come across them, where they're extracting these things and putting them in pill form, and you don't get the same effect. Mm. The effect is only realized when you consume the food that it comes in. And okay. I'm not sure whether scientists have, have figured out exactly why. And but to me, that then puts the power back into the hand of the consumer. Mm-hmm. So while I saw the amazing benefit as it related to the breast cancer, I also saw things like um, migraine headaches go away. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother, who was alive at the time and had AIDS, was on a protease temperature. Hmm. Um, beans provide some of the same um, um, uh, elements that were in the protease inhibitors. Wow. For people who have heart disease and um, the blood vessels are blocked, Yes. And you're eating foods like grapes and other red food dishes with veritrol in there. Um, 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 President Bill Clinton is one of those high-profile people who decided to eat a more plant-based diet and benefited from it. It's something as simple as when it comes to hypertension or heart disease, when you're eating these plant foods, they actually have a, uh, a relaxation benefit on the blood vessels. So if the blood vessels are not so stressed, they are relaxed, and the heart doesn't have to pump as hard. Yes, yes. And, and what happens is when you eat a, a, a diet that is low in plant foods and higher in processed food and animal foods, that causes the body to have to work harder, the, the blood pressure goes up, you, you get deposits of cholesterol, saturated fat in your blood vessels, um, you're, you often um, change what's going on. Um, in your gut and and mm-hmm. your body retains weight rather than getting rid of it. But when you switch to a diet that is higher in plant-based foods, any fruit, nut, grain, or vegetable, with the phytochemicals that come with it, it also helps to relax the blood vessels mm-hmm. so that the heart doesn't have to pump as hard mm-hmm. and the blood pressure goes down. And, and like I said, Bill Clinton was one of those guys who decided to do it. He'd already had... Um, um, bypass surgery, was headed for another one, and he decided, you know what, let's see if I can make some other changes, and he embraced it. I came across a study the other day 
that compare the diets of South Africans to African Americans here in this country. Mm-hmm. And they switched their diet intake for, I think it was like seven to ten days. Wow. And they had the South Africans eat African American food and vice versa. And they were able to look at the changes in their bloodstream as it related to those things that would increase their risk for colon cancer. Mm. And when the African Americans ate a more plant-based diet, all the indicators were reduced. When the South Africans ate the African American diet, all of the indicators for colon cancer were increased. Wow. something to me that is so easy to um, quantify and to see the, the change in, we actually operated a lifestyle center when we lived in Atlanta, Georgia, and we watched patients with diabetes and hypertension who also had things like constipation, joint pain, and mm-hmm. oh, a whole list of, of risk factors. Um, as they began to eat, they, they could sense the difference, and if they continued to do it, if they were monitored by their physicians, hemoglobin A1C changed and blood pressure came down and blood sugars came down and I think for African Americans especially, we get a bad rap for eating soul food, mm-hmm. but it's not the food that is so bad because a lot of us have roots in the Caribbean or in the South here in right. America right. and we were raised, if we ate meat we ate meat that was raised on the farm Yes, it was more often kosher and yes. then we have plenty of fruits and vegetables. Yes. But the problem is that we have now relied more heavily on seasoning our food mm-hmm. with animal products, and we have gone into eating more animal products, less plant, less plant food, and a lot more processed food. So when you're talking about soul food, you're talking about beans and rice and grains. If you're talking about it from a Caribbean perspective, you're talking about beans and rice and calories mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that, which are whole grains. And if you eat those foods and prepare with seasonings that will give you the same sensation and um, flavor, then you don't have to worry about them because the food is where the power is to actually um, um, turn disease around and prevent these disease from Wow, this is, this is awesome. This is awesome because... From my medical mind and being able to step away from the office and read a little more, um, seeing the studies a little more, this is coming full circle because you have nutrigenetics, which is how our bodies individually react to foods. So, for example, I was um, I had an, a conversation with Dr. Andrews. He's a cardiologist here in the local area, and he he gave a wonderful example of how different people process cholesterol. And so he was saying the way that you may process cholesterol, your body's only able to make say three men that can handle the cholesterol and the fats and process them and package them up nicely. But you eat a diet that's so overloaded that they can't do their work fast enough so that's when you get the deposits it can't package it up correctly so now you have these things sticking against the wall you have inflammation occurring and that's just how your body works your genes can only handle so much so now if you know okay my genes can only handle so much but then you add on top of it now I can eat certain foods that will help 
either my genes not turn on, so my cancer genes not turn on, my hypertensive genes not turn on, but I can also repair myself and actually help myself. This is this is powerful. You now have a powerful tool in your hand. It gives the power back to you. Yes. You become active in controlling what you're doing. And a physician friend of mine says, um, um, genetics loads the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. Oh, I like that. come with what, what your, your physician friend is saying. It's in our genes, but how come? And even in my own family, my parents and brother are both deceased now. And mm. um, um, my brother died of AIDS, but he had complications of diabetes. My parents both had cancer. And my dad, before he developed cancer, had diabetes and hypertension. Mm-hmm. He was controlled by exercise and diet and, and a small um, oral medication. But here I am, a product of that, and in the last 19 years have been able to suppress wow. my genetic predisposition to it wow. by making different choices than they made. That is powerful. Isn't that powerful? And then it gives you the power. It gives you the power. And as amazing as, as the cadre of physician and medical care is that we have um, available to us when it comes to internal medicine physicians, family practice medicine physicians, what they're trying to do primarily is keep you healthy. Yes. And so they'll prescribe you something, but you don't live with the doctor. You have to eat every day. You have <laughs> yes. to sleep every day. Yes. You have to exercise. Those things are, are within your power to change. And when you start to really look at, wait a minute, you mean that if I omit this and if I add this, I can literally change and turn off the gene and suppress the gene so I don't have to end up like Mama did? Mm-hmm. You have the power. Yes, yes, wow, wow. Now, we're about to start shouting up in here, and that's going to lead me into what you're doing now. So you actually have your your ministry, your business, your passion. It, it's your passion and your profession have collided, and I, tell, I say that's when somebody's operating in their sweet spot. Can you tell us about Still Shouting? Still Shouting um, is a website that came out of my experience with breast cancer. I wrote a book back in 1999 called Something to Shout About, which is um, the story of my life and my experience with breast cancer, tips on healthy living, and about 100 plant-based recipes. Mm -hmm. And I was promoting that for a number of years. And then when we started our clinic in Atlanta, um, we were inner city, did some things at Morehouse School of Medicine and the Office of Minority Health. And a lot of people were asking me, well, now you need a recipe for banana pudding. And now you need a recipe for, you know, all the stuff we love to eat. Okay. So I pulled together another um, um, compilation of recipes based on that experience with the Office of Minority Health. And that's the Cooking Up Good Health recipe collection that is a company to the cooking show, Cooking Up Good Health. And uh, the stillshouting.com website is where um, I, I have those books available and information on healthy living and, and how to um, uh, implement some of the things. There's some meal plans that are there. And while I, I'm in, in the Huntsville, Alabama area now, and for the last nine years have not been doing so much community stuff, I have done more teaching of students at, at our alma mater, local university, okay. and have the chance to teach um, dietetics majors. Mm. theology majors and um, um, social work majors and, and um, teach them how to integrate this into what 
they were planning to do for their lives. So kind of community health from a different perspective. But that's what the Still Shouting website is about. And I actually came up with the title, like you said a few minutes ago, you're about to get shouting up in here, when I was sitting in the doctor's office, hmm. and she admitted that the choices that I had made had improved my health. I, I nearly jumped up off the table. <laughs> And I was about this. I mean, really, I was. Yes. Absolutely. My goodness. You know, this is, you talk about the different disciplines that you've been able to influence as a, as a professor on the campus. I really wish, and I don't know how medical school is now, but I remember in medical school and we went to the same alma mater in Loma Linda University, Mm -hmm. but we had, I believe, two to three lecture times, I believe just two or three lecture classrooms where a nutritionist came in to our biochemistry class. And unfortunately, the the majority of the student population that was sitting in that classroom did not feel that it impacted their grade or their future practice significantly. So after the first class, they left. And the professor had to come back and say, this will be on your test. This will, you know, so he had to make it, he had to give them a bait to bring them back. But now we're sitting here talking about how significant what we decide to put in our mouths truly impacts us as a whole person. And, and I am just glad that we have this platform so that we can allow people to take us on the go and say, hey, I'm listening to this woman. She had a powerful story. I'm going to go pick up her book. I'm going to check out her website, check out the show, see how I can make better health choices, how I can start connecting my dots so that I can see a whole person care. And then you can feel empowered to be part of your health care team because that's what you did you became an intricate part of your whole healthcare team and helped your healthcare providers give you whole person care? Right, absolutely. Wow. What I recommend there's another organization, the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, which is actually begun by some alumni in the university alone. And I came across another article the other day that there's a major plant based medical center opening in the Washington, D.C. area that Dr. Neil Barnard is going to found, and he is a part of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. So there are a lot awesome. of physicians like yourself who went to med school, missed the piece on nutrition, or had like three or four lectures, mm-hmm. but are of themselves beginning to make the connection mm-hmm. and are beginning to offer to their client base this, this missing piece. Yes. And yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And oh my when goodness. The person has the power. They're so excited that they want to tell somebody else. I remember another patient that we had in our office in, in Atlanta who had diabetic neuropathy, and she would come to see my husband for for physical therapy care because mm. he was able to do some modalities to help that. And I was in the office one day when she came, and she brought her trunk shoes with her, and I'm like, mm, let me watch this. 
husband asked her why she said, because I haven't been able to put my church shoes on in months. Wow. And I wanted to make sure they fit, because I'm going to church. Have mercy. And so when you get better, then you tell somebody else. Yes. And, and they get better, and they tell somebody yes. else. Because you, sometimes you feel like you're just a number, and, and you're being doled out some care in 15 minutes. But I want the power back, and I want to share my results with other people. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, Donna, this has been a wonderful conversation. I'm looking at our time and it's slipping away. I um, usually give a tip of the day at the end of our conversations. Is there something that jumps out at you that you can give our community a tip of the day? It doesn't have to be, it can be nutrition, it can be wellness, it can be anything that you think of. Um, okay, I'm going to share this, and this is what I often people. Lifestyle is probably the most underprescribed medical treatment for chronic disease. Yet when prescribed and faithfully applied, it is the most powerful medical treatment available and has no negative side effects. I just started writing a blog for um, a group that um, does uh, speaking engagements and stuff called Langley Harper. And if you go to langleyharper.com, there's a blog on there, and this week's entry actually goes through a list of things that you can do yourself to start to take back the power, and that's exactly how I framed it, Um, simple steps for better health. And if you take these simple steps, and for me, people will say, well, you know, I can't do everything at one time. Okay, well, do what you can. But Mm -hmm. for Donna... When they were looking at me telling me I was going to die, yeah. I was going to do everything that I needed to do at one time. Mm-hmm. And so depending on your motivation, you can do more than one. Yes. But if you're not ready to do more than one, go to bed earlier tonight. Mm. Eat some more plant foods. We're coming into summertime where you can get fresh fruits and vegetables. Yes. Take your stress to Jesus mm-hmm. and let him have it. Yes. Don't just, don't just take it there and lay it down and pick it up. Let him have it. And I don't know if you've seen this as a physician, but there was an amazing study that I, I read about and I taught my students that when um, people pray, not even verbally, but if they're praying in their spirit to God, and, and these scientists actually measure what was going on in the brain, the part of the brain that lit up was the part like you and I are having this conversation right now. Yes. And so when you're able to have that kind of conversation yes. with somebody and tell them all about it, you get a benefit from it the same way you want your listeners to get a benefit from what you're talking about with each of your guests. So decide to make some choices um, one day at a time, one choice at a time, and before you know it, you have some new habits and you'll be further away from your disease than you've ever been. Thank you so much, Donna. This has been a true full circle moment for me. I appreciate you coming and sitting down with our community. Community, this has been an awesome conversation. I know you're going to want to go back, take some notes. If you're on your treadmill, if you're walking outside and you're listening for the first time, go back, get your notebook, get your pens, take notes. We will put a link to Donna's website in our show notes so that you can go to stillshouting.com. And you guys have a great day and we'll see you back here in the community. Bye. Bye.